All right, we're on. Hey guys, uh, I'm sitting here with Kayla Barber on the Matthew Freeman Show. Today is gonna be a little bit different than normal. We're actually going to have a guest and have an interview. As you guys know, this is a, a platform for me to come and like share the, my thoughts on the world or something that I've found that's inspiring and um, you know something that I felt like was pertinent to share with the rest of you and might actually help you deal with whatever you're encountering in ordinary life. Well, I've also been watching Kayla grow up over the years. Um, had this pleasure of knowing her about 10 years. I've seen uh, her do a lot of amazing things. Um, been an entrepreneur from the beginning, been a go-getter, definitely involved in the fitness world, which you'll, you'll hear about. And I've seen her get married and have a kid and, and all these different things that happen over time. And that maturation, maturation process really lends to some intelligence and wisdom that I think is totally worth sharing with the rest of you. And I think that you're going to hear um, a female version of kind of the same story or growth process that you've heard from me, but you'll hear it from an entirely different viewpoint, one that I can't share or offer. So the only way I can share and offer that is to bring her on and let her talk about that. So Kayla, thank you for being here today. Yeah, thank you, Matt. I'm super excited to be on this podcast with you. It's going to be fun. So like normal, uh, it's going to be conversational, like we talked about before we hit record. Um, you know, I want you to share what you feel compelled to share, but let's just start like, how about you introduce yourself to the crew and, and let them know a little bit about you? Yeah, sure. So um, my name's Kayla Barber. Um, I'm married to Chris Barber. A lot of you may or may not know about of him. And um, I'm a mom. I have a two and a half year old named Maddie. Her name's uh, Madeline Ray. And yeah, I'm just um, in this world of health and fitness. And it's been a passion of mine for about seven, eight years now. Uh, but it kind of started out a little rocky. <laughs> um, other than what <laughs> okay why don't we talk about that a little bit because that's kind of like my introduction to you like here is this like ambitious awesome <laughs> super friendly individual that was committed to doing something and accomplishing something and through that 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 thing that i watched you do like a lot is a, a lot has transpired so yeah why don't we share a little bit about that sure yeah um I guess we'll just kind of go back um, when I kind of got introduced to the health and fitness industry. Um, it was mostly around just vanity reasons. Uh, I was a normal 18-year-old girl <laughs> that wanted to look better. And so I started working out and um, kind of getting really interested in weight training. My boyfriend at the time, now my husband, Chris, uh, was a trainer and still is. And he just kind of got me into this whole field. Um, it took about a couple years before I was like really committed. I kind of just was doing, I was just exercising. I didn't really know what I was doing. And I definitely had no idea what I was doing with nutrition. Um, but I saw that they were getting into bodybuilding and I saw these women on stage and I was like, yeah. <laughs> I want to do that. I want to look like that. I want to experience that. So I did my first contest prep 
for a bikini competition in 2012. And it was probably the hardest thing I had ever done at that point. Um, back in the day when we were doing bodybuilding back then, uh, it was pretty different than it is now. <laughs> They've got it a little bit easier, but um, it wasn't as mainstream. So we were, you know, doing six, seven days a week in the gym, double days, super, super low calories. Um, and after about six month prep, I got on stage. And I, I decided to do a really prestigious show. <laughs> That's my first show ever. And now I look back and I was like, geez, I was such a Bambi, like <laughs> just on that stage, not knowing what I was doing. Um, but then I did my second show in October of 2012 and I um, won first place and became a professional natural bikini competitor. So that was a huge success. And then from there, I just kind of, did this yo-yo where I would compete and then I'd be off. And when I was off, I gained all my weight back and plus kind of just like spiraled. And so I found myself doing this like up and down thing of competition, off season, competition, off season, competition, off season. And it, it was really starting to get really miserable for me. I was getting really depressed losing myself, my identity, fixating my identity on being a bikini competitor and not being just a human being. <laughs> um, started getting really bad body dysmorphia, um, binge eating disorder. Uh, I mean, you can name it like pretty much have done it all. <laughs> um, and around 2015, I finally was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm miserable and I, I don't see a way out of this other than really diving in and dealing with the issues that are at hand. And so that's when I got a coach and um, we started working through the binge eating, the body dysmorphia, the um, low self-esteem, the identity crisis I was dealing with and really just kind of took a whole year and healed myself, um, did a lot of writing, did a lot of reading, therapy. It was a year. <laughs> it was a whole year. Let's, uh, before you, you know, unpack that, because there's like, I mean, you kind of glossed over it, but so much occurred during that, that period that I got, I got to watch that I think says a lot about who you are. So before we get into like diving deep into what coaching has done for you and and how it was more than you could have imagined you know when you when you hired a coach of what you had to do to, to kind of overcome which is where you and i have a lot of similarities you know um especially in our approach to coaching but also in like you know just who we are as individuals and wanting to grow but if we go all the way back to like 2012 and you jump into this bodybuilding world which at the same time I was getting ready for a show and, mm -hmm. it, you know, you were young and it requires a, like a specific level of discipline on top of the way that we were learning that, that bodybuilding, like way of life. Like that was, it's kind of no way of life. There was no social life. There's no, you know, there, like you talked about, there was the gym, there was the food, there was the <laughs> long stretches of time in between the food where I would like, 
chew three or four or five packs of gum a day because I was on so low calorie. Like I just, Gosh. I just, I needed something cause I wanted to eat and I didn't want to mess up my macros, but like there was, there was the non-socialness, but there was also the discipline it required. So how did you go from, like you, you mentioned, I was just working out. <laughs> now all of a sudden you're going to step on stage and really understanding what, what training is like training, like specifically to get your hamstring to pop training specifically to get definition in your quads, trying to make sure you have symmetry across the board mm-hmm. because that's being looked at. So if one, one triceps bigger than the other, like you're going to get graded down. So mm-hmm. how did you shift the mindset and, and, and what, what transpired for you to shift from just working out, just going to the gym, hoping to be a a hot young lady (laughs) to this disciplined approach to stepping on stage? Yeah. I mean, geez, what I think it really, I was watching for a long time. I've been watching the industry and uh, like I said, Chris and Will and Chris Chance, they were all in it. Amy Jance was a huge inspiration of mine, of someone I actually knew. And I just, one day I was like, I want to do this. Like, I want to try. Um, and honestly, it was like, there was no put my toe in the water. It was like, I just jumped in. And that's kind of my personality anyways. I'm kind of a all or nothing attitude, which is also why <laughs> it transpired the other way. Um, but yeah, I just kind of jumped in and luckily I had Chris, my husband to help me with it all with like training. Um, and I literally, you know, sleep, breathe and eat, ate, (laughs) uh, bodybuilding. Like I just obsessed, like legit obsession. All I could talk about, all I could think about was my training about what I was eating. Um, it was literally like all in 100%. So yeah, it just, it's like a light switch. So, so you're super a type when you make a decision to do something, you, you just jump right into it. There's yeah. no transition when, when you were experiencing the training versus working out, what was like the main noticeable difference? Um, what, like, what did you bring to the table differently from just being at the gym, working out, to all of a sudden training, like, what did you notice that was different about that? Well, it was definitely way more um, detailed. Uh, Everything was, uh, I was, before when I was just working out, um, I still had, I was lifting certain days of the week doing certain muscle groups, but it was kind of just like, yeah, I'm doing this and moving. Whereas this is like, I'm, (laughs) I'm going to the gym at 7 p.m. Before that, I'm going to eat my pre-workout at 5.30 and then I'm going to get dressed and I'm going to listen to music and I'm going to drive to the gym and then I'm going to sit in my car and I'm going to take my pre-workout. It was like, it was like a sequence of events that led to the workout and the workout was kind of an event itself. And then when I was in the gym, it was, you know, whatever I was hitting at that time, whatever muscle group, it was complete focus on that muscle group and, and really pushing myself past my limits that I normally would put because I knew that this was a whole different ball game really yeah I mean you know the reason I keep hammering this question a little bit is because and and I and you hit the nail on the head 
Um, I like to use the word intentional. You know, I, I feel like a lot of people go to the gym to train, uh, know they should exercise, uh, aren't really that far off from what they probably should be doing to it, get changed. But the intention behind what they're doing and the focus behind what they're doing and the understanding of the progression behind what they're doing is often like the missing component. So, you know, you can be there and not really there, but when you were bodybuilding okay. training, it was like, you know, they, they used the term mind muscle connection all the time, super loosely, but it really was more so like what's mind muscle connection. Well, it's pretty much bringing your mind to the present and actually feeling the muscle working and contracting versus going through the movement and not feeling anything and being, you know, thinking about daycare or mm -hmm. what time you got to pick up the kid. And then, and then the other part of that is when you can't totally feel the contraction, like maybe you're doing 20 pounds lighter than you really could do and five reps shorter than you really mm -hmm. could do. That was necessary to like enact, enact change. So I like have been heard talking about the difference between working out and training a lot and mm -hmm. uh, to me there is a difference and that difference usually is intention and intensity and intensity doesn't necessarily mean you have to go harder it's understanding which intensity you need to bring mm -hmm. and your intention on why you're doing what you're doing you know um, now we get like especially right now in quarantine people are doing workouts because they seem cool you know there's no intention and the longer we're in quarantine and shelter in place, doing these haphazard, what seems fun workouts is, you know, potentially hazardous in my opinion. And so I think you can still be smart and progressive in your in at home workouts, which is again, understanding your intention on why you're training and what you're heading towards. And I think bodybuilding, at least for me, taught me that yeah. at a younger age was like, oh, oh, you mean I'm supposed to pay attention to what I'm doing? When I come into the gym, I thought I just had to come in here and move the weight around. So I don't know. Yeah, it, it was like a full-time job. Like it wasn't like I just, all right, I got to train on Monday. It, it was like I prepared my entire day for it. <laughs> and it's like that level of intensity and intention and focus for like that one workout. And then you do it again after, you know, the next day. And then I mean, don't get me wrong. There were so many days that you're just like dragging, like you don't want to, when you're on such low calorie, when you're at such a low body fat percentage, you're doing everything you possibly can just to get yourself up for the day. <laughs> like, oh. you know, so towards the end, it got very difficult, but I kind of think that was what I liked about it in a sick way. I think all bodybuilders can relate to that a little bit. Um, or even athletes, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even want to say just bodybuilders, but athletes, like, it's like that pain is kind of, you kind of enjoy it. It's, it's, it's weird, but yeah, I mean, the whole training situation that like you were saying, it, it was, it is very intentional. It wasn't like I just went to the gym and was like, I'm going to hit arms and legs and back and I'm going to go home now. <laughs> like, it was like, everything was super detailed out. I had a notebook. <laughs> when there were notebooks now we have apps for everything yes. and I sat now I sound old oh my gosh but uh you like write out like okay I hit you know back squats and this was my last set and I hit it for eight reps and so then next week you have to go in and beat that 
Like that's the goal is progression. Yeah. So it taught me so many great values and like training, like, I mean, come on, like I can't even, the level of training that I was doing then, you know, it has given me so much now that, that I can, you know, share with people too. So. Totally. And so at the time you, you said it was like a full-time job. You were also working though, it, it, correct? Yeah. Um, so I, I'm a hairstylist also. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, worked full time with clients and went to the gym. This is way before I ever started coaching. So, yeah. So, I mean, here you are, a, you know, an entrepreneur, a full book of business, cutting hair, and then this whole other, you know, job if you will, that was called bodybuilding that you went pro in. And now we're fast forward to 2015 and you realize, okay, enough's enough. And you go hire a coach. When you hired that coach, like what, what was the intention on that? And when you said, okay, I need a coach and I need a way out of this. Um, I think is it the term you use? Like, mm -hmm. like what, what were you hoping for from that coach? What, what did you expect from that coach? What, what, what were your, um, you know, yeah. What were you hoping for and what did you expect to get and what, and what did you get beyond that? And what did that teach you on the next step in your journey? Yeah. So to answer the first part of your question, um, I just got to a point where I was, I was like in so much mental and emotional pain. Um, like just, being myself was no longer I just I was severely depressed and really struggling and I think the pain just got so intense that I was like if I don't do something I'm gonna die it was like I mean yeah that sounds like really intense and really extreme and I don't know if everyone could ever relate to that but I know a lot of women especially can relate to the um just the the feeling of not being happy with themselves, not, not loving themselves and doing everything in their power to, to feel this like worthiness and this acceptance and this love and, and none of it was coming. And that's kind of where I was at. And so, you know, I'd, I'd always been kind of into personal development, kind of started getting to spirituality when I was going through my bodybuilding experience probably just because that's all I had to like get me kind of through that journey. Um, but yeah, I, I just got to a point where I really, I couldn't do it on my own. Like I needed someone else that had gone through it or had specialized in helping women out of um, the, these cycles, which is really, it was just a cycle of yo-yo dieting, like on a very extreme level. <laughs> um, yeah and uh, a little bit of um, eating disorder and uh, body image, um, just body dysmorphia, which I think everyone has, but it, it can be heightened, obviously. Um, so yeah, I hired a coach um, and she, forever grateful for her. She um, really just kind of laid out the groundwork for me of like, just like, this is where you're at. And this is where you want to be. So we need to do these exercises to get there. And a lot of the exercises were really hard to do. You know, it was like a lot of journaling, a lot of writing about like how you want to see yourself, how, how you, you know, how you really want to be. Um, 
so it was a lot of, uh, like reconditioning, like reconditioning my mind. And then, um, kind of like relearning nutrition, like looking at food as energy rather than good food, bad food, which is like what I teach now because it, there is no good food, bad food. It's energy. It's all just energy. So, um, so is she a nutrition yeah. coach or a fitness coach? Or she, she was an, um, I think she, it, I think it's integrative lifestyle coaching. Cool. So I, I would say lifestyle coaching. Um, she had a background also, uh, bodybuilding. And, um, so she kind of like got, got me started. I think I worked with her for about three months and then she had so many resources to share with me. And I just kind of, um, went from there and started just really taking the tools that she gave me and implementing them into my life. And, and that's like with anything, like if you're not implementing what you learn, then it's just knowledge. So, um, so yeah, just that whole year, pretty much January is when I started. Some people wake up January 1st, they're like, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. And I was like, I'm going to heal my mind. <laughs> so um, I'm like, so grateful that I did start that because I don't know where I'd be now. <laughs> no, that's really. awesome. I appreciate you like being willing to be open um, to a vulnerable level of, of people that you don't know and kind of share that uh, experience. I, I, you mentioned something that's like, I just got to harp on it for a second because it's big to me too. And it's huge in my coaching practices. I, I, uh, I really get frustrated with the good food, bad food, you know, yeah black and white mentality nutritionally but even as like human beings you know this is good this is bad mm -hmm. that that labeling in and of itself creates feelings associated that are unnecessary a lot of the times like chocolate chip cookie is not bad it's a chocolate chip cookie and there's energy in it and you know and uh it's a resource, and if you utilize it correctly, it, it, you could have a chocolate chip cookie. Um, yeah. And what I end up going is like, it's it's less of like the things and more about the behavior surrounding the the thing. You can have a bad food behavior around celery, like yes. we see it right now. People, you know, and I'm not saying celery juicing is bad or good or indifferent, but like you see it around that. It's like I gotta have my celery juice. <laughs> You know, I didn't have my celery juice this morning, so I'm not a nice person. You know, it's like, nah, it's not that big of a deal. Like, and there's very little energy in that celery juice. <laughs> there's some nutrients, but like, that's like a bad behavior when it starts to go into like your psyche and your emotion and dictate the rest of your day, which we also saw, or I'm sure you saw, I see all the time on the scale. Step on the scale, I'm one pound down. I'm the happiest person on the planet. I step on the scale. I'm one mm -hmm. pound up. It, my whole day's ruined. I step on the scale. <laughs> I'm the same. I must not be doing the right thing. You know. I'm I'm laughing because like I can relate. Like I used to be that person. <laughs> so it's funny to me now. It's just like yeah, the scale goes up, scale goes down. Doesn't make a difference. Like breaking that mental state that the really it's just the emotional state that you get from looking at that scale going down Ugh, once you do it's like wow what was i tripping about <laughs> totally 
Because it's just like, I mean, when it comes to the scale, I teach, you know, it's just information. And it's not, it doesn't dictate the va your value as a human being. Mm -hmm. It's literally, we have a goal and a target we're moving towards. And, and that's a one piece, one small fraction of the piece of the information. You know, that food, totally. not bad or good. It's literally just, it's just a source of energy. And it depends on, you know, where you want to head with it, what makes sense to you. And, you know, alcohol, how can you incorporate alcohol? And, you know, my first, um, you know, it's like, I didn't even know you were in, like, beginning to coach people until um, we have a mutual friend who's really, really awesome who I used to get to coach all the time. And then all of a sudden one day, this uh, this friend was starting to progress pretty pretty well. And I was like, man, you're looking great. Like, you're doing good. And he's like, thank you, my coach, my coach is awesome. And I'm like, well, who are you working with? And I'm, I'm working with Kayla, you know? And I was like, that, that's awesome. And I think that was actually the first time, believe it or not, that I actually knew you were coaching people in this yeah. realm. And that person has, like, come such a long way. And you were definitely, like, an integral part of that journey. So when did you transition from, you know, being a competitor, uh, coaching yourself in 2015 to literally – change your mindset and shift on health and wellness as a whole to then saying, I want to take my experience and give back to others. Yeah. Um, I think <laughs> it was kind of funny cause my husband, Chris, he was kind of going through his own journey of bodybuilding and figuring out what he wanted to do with that. And he was training clients with bodybuilding, you know, contest um competitors who's trained competitors and he was seeing the cycle of competitors doing the same thing that I was doing that he was doing that his colleagues were doing and he was like this is just like I don't like this like I don't feel right like leading someone down this path when I know it's not really what they need um so I was dealing with my own stuff Chris was watching his clients and around probably end of 2015 that's when I was really feeling confident with my I guess my new way of life my lifestyle around health and fitness and people had always asked me like hey are you a trainer like can you train me can you give me that you know always getting asking for advice and I was never interested in personal training like training someone one-on-one -on -one. Uh, probably just because I'd seen Chris do it and I was like no <laughs> I would be the meanest trainer ever <laughs> I actually trained my mom a couple times and she was like you're so mean <laughs> I'm like sorry <laughs> um, so yeah I just kind of I, you know I wasn't about that but I, I kept seeing these women especially you know they're like how do I get a butt like yours or how do I get abs like you and I'm like that's not really what you're asking me like you think that's what you want but you're not going to do what it takes to get that, nor do you want to do that. Like it's like a very small percentage of people that do it for the right reasons, I would say. Right. And so in 2016, I was, you know, people have been asking me over and over and that friend that we both have in common had asked me one day, like, you know, do you do coaching? Like she, she just asked me, she kind of started my business okay. <laughs> and I'm like forever grateful for her because I, I learned so much coaching her, but I also like learned how much, how passionate I was about helping people because to help this friend 
go from where she was to where she is today. I mean, that was in 16. So four years later, it's like incredible. And, um, yeah, it just, it kind of like struck something in me that I was like, I want to, I want to share this with people. Like I, I can relate. I know how to get out of it. And I want to share this because it needs to be told. Like everyone needs to know this. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because when you first started coaching, um, this particular person, you know, and I can kind of touch on it a little bit, like she was definitely one of those individuals and I'm sure you've coached others and I've coached others where it's like, Oh, I was three grams off my protein today. I'm so mad about that. Everything's going to be screwed, you know? And it's like, it had to be like so exact, you know? And, and it was like, I'm never going to go outside the box. And, uh, um, I, until I get my goal, I'm going to attack this. And if, if this is the number goal, this is what I want to hit. And, uh, but slowly over time, I mean, uh, she's like my number one cookie donor, you know, she brings cookies all the time because mm-hmm. she bakes them and, and mm-hmm. enjoy them. And, you know, it's, it's interesting, you know, to coach individuals. It's weird because I, and I'll ask you this question. I like coaching a type personality because they just do what you ask. <laughs> At the same time, I also sometimes don't like coaching a type personality mm-hmm. because the hardest thing to do with them is to get them to dial back. It's always, okay, what's next? Let me do it. Okay, what's next? Let me do it. And it's like, mm, what's next is you need to chill. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't, I'm not chilling. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me to chill. Give me a task, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it's interesting. It's sometimes hard to, to, to scale someone back or equally as hard as getting someone to bring more intensity to the table. Um, Have you you noticed that in coaching people over the years? Yeah. I mean, what I noticed with like those A type, I mean, it's both actually A and B, but the ones that um, are, you know, really dictate their training and their nutrition around their worth. (laughs) And uh, so like, if they miss a workout, they're like, Oh man, like this week was a shitty week. Like, I missed my workout and then I ate four cookies and drank a glass of wine. And I'm like, okay, so you had life, (laughs) like you had just normal life. Um, So yeah, scaling them back into being like, okay, what are you training for? What are the goals? And I think the biggest thing with our clients, what we do with them is we really dive into what is it that they want and really unpack it. And then kind of show them, okay, so we're going to just work on these small things to get to the big thing. Because you just shared with me that X, Y, and Z, and you don't want to do X, Y, and Z. So we're going to meet in the middle. Um, And I think that, I mean, just based off of Apex Lifestyles, our brand, our coaching company, you know, it's all about lifestyle, health and fitness. It's not, it's not all or nothing attitude. It's, and that's what we did with our mutual friend is I just kind of had to reel her back in and be like, you know, it's okay. If you miss a workout, it's okay. If, if you don't hit your macros, 100%, we're, we're just working, looking for progression, not perfection. Cool. I think there's a good, there's a good opportunity. I wanted to dial back. So you, you kind of mentioned it. So now you are co-owner of Apex Lifestyles, your husband and you are a team. Um, 
right? You work together. Or? We work together. <laughs> I laugh because like, if you've ever worked for your, with your spouse, it's like, <laughs> it's so fun, but it's so hard <laughs> at the same time. So what would like, what would be like your guys is like, what would you want everyone to know about Apex Lifestyles and like, you know, what your guys' vision is for helping others and, and what like the foundational belief of the company would be? Like, what would you want people to really know about Apex? Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's like a really complex question, but I would say like our mission really is to teach people that they can have the, the goal body or the goal energy level or athleticism that they want while, while still enjoying life. Like there's not a, you know, all or nothing added. It's not an all or nothing attitude. It's this is even keel um, lifestyle, health and fitness. So basically ditch the diet, <laughs> ditch the, um, the uh, body hate and the negative self-talk and the um, guilt <laughs> around how you feel and look and what you did and what you didn't do and have health and fitness be a foundation of your life, but not your whole life. Okay. Yeah. No, I love that. I mean, for those of you guys that don't know and, and haven't heard the podcast with her husband and I back in the day, her husband and I have been friends for a long time and worked together on some stuff too. And we like to go deep kind of sometimes into the esoteric <laughs> sphere and you, and you, we need someone like Kayla to bring us back to like, how that relates to like ordinary <laughs> life because it's a little bit deep but how'd you how'd you come upon apex like what what how'd you name the company um I I yeah, we, that. Uh, yeah i don't know if anyone has actually that's a good question um so apex is the um top of the mountain like the pinnacle and i think chris came up with it i definitely didn't um we were, we were playing with around with a lot of different names, but I, he somehow he was Googling obviously and he came up with apex and he was like, well, what about apex lifestyle? It's like the pinnacle, like the toppest highest peak of the mountain of your life. Like just having it be the pinnacle, the best. <laughs> I don't know. We're still, I guess, diving into it. I think it's a cool name and um, the logo's cool and you need, you need a, you need a sexy uh, brand to sell, but really it's not about the brand. It's about what we're sharing with people, how we're coaching people and what the mission is. So. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like, I've named a couple companies and it's like my least favorite thing to do, which is why yeah. Matthew Freeman fitness. Cause I got really go. creative about it, but like, <laughs> it was like in the end, you know, it doesn't matter. I want to connect with people and I want to help yeah. everyone. And, I, you know, I'm five weeks into trying to figure out a name for this damn company. So I want <laughs> someone that always has a good name. I'm always curious because, like, you know, I mean, shoot, my one company that I own with Jeremiah and Scott, Baseline, like, we went through an intensive, like, expensive process to try to come up with that brand name. Um, and, you know, Baseline meaning, like, your starting point. 
you know, and, and, and apex meaning like the pinnacle of the lifestyle, <laughs> you know, and it's like, yeah. they both have significant meaning, but it was like, that was so much of a process, you know? So I'm always just kind of curious because names yeah. come about in a lot, uh, a lot of ways. So if someone works with you and Chris today, what is that? First of all, who, who are you looking for? Who are you looking to work with or who, you know, I mean, in health and wellness, it's funny because I think we learn the skills that we really could work with just about anyone. Totally. But we definitely find people that we most resonate with and have success helping, which is why there's so many fitness coaches because there's different types of people that resonate with different types of coaches. So what would you say makes up the greater majority of people that, that you like to work with and, and what's that kind of you know, niche market for you or avatar? Yeah, um, I, I feel like it's kind of changed. It's kind of like it's it evolves. And I, I, I believe that whatever is going on in your life is kind of what you attract. I don't, I don't know if you have a similar thing. It's like weird how that happens. Like when you're competing, all these bodybuilders are come around you and now I'm not. Um, but yeah, my ideal client at this point who I've been working with mostly is moms, um, you know, and I don't, that just happened. And maybe it's because I am a mom now and I can relate on that level, which I mean, not saying that if you don't have children, I can't work with you, but there's a different, there's a different um, experience that you go through once you have a child. And um, yeah, so now I'm, I'm mostly working with moms and kind of helping them not only um, get their, get their body back, whatever you want to call it, or, or, or at least I hate that term body back because I don't really believe that that's possible after a baby. Your body is changed forever. If you carried a baby and, and had a baby, like it's never going to be the same, but it's coming back to a point where you're happy, at least in your skin and you feel energized and, and like, like you love your body, like you're happy with it. <laughs> and of course it's always, progressing. I think that we should always, you know, want to progress in life and in any area of life. But um, yeah, it's really just helping, helping moms get back to their happy body. And in term in, you know, in that also um, not letting it affect their life, because yeah, you could probably get back to your pre-baby weight and all of that, but you will have sacrificed a lot. Um, time with your kid, social events, life events, happiness, you're, you know, you'll be having guilt, things like that. It's, it's not about a yo-yo thing. It's a, okay, this is my life and I want health to be a priority and I know that in order to get there, that I'm going to have to move my body and fuel my body and then also be happy with how I'm fueling and moving my body. It's all encompassing. Yeah. Like it's all encompassing. <laughs> I totally get that. I was having a conversation with a really good friend of mine the other night and uh, without diving deep into that conversation, we were talking about nutrition and he was telling me what he was doing now. And long, long story short, I said like, the reality is if you take a snapshot of your life and you look at it, you've never eaten the same. The way you eat and the way you feel your body has evolved over time based on what was going on in your life, 
who you were at the time, what age you were, what you were trying to accomplish. I, I mean, myself, I've, I've eaten, you know, every diet you could name, if you want to name it, which I hate giving them a name, <laughs> but I've, I've, I've morphed in every form at some point. And I wrote at some point on there is like, death in life is not changing and adapting to the current situation. So it was like, you're not ever going to find the solution that becomes the indefinite solution because you're never the same person. So like you were saying, post baby, you're not the same person you were before the baby, you know, or, you know, for me, post divorce, I was not the same person that I was pre divorce, you know, or uh, after I went all the way down to 4% body fat, and then and then decided I didn't like that and then went back up to 15 like things happened and shifted in my body and my mind and my psychology and and who I was and my environment that I'm not the same person that I was and so as you evolve right we talk about the concept of mastery on here all the time and one of my favorite podcasters Michael Gervais finding mastery is his podcast and his whole thing is to bring people on and discuss with them their idea of mastery. And I've listened to a million of these podcasts and each person has a different viewpoint on what mastery means. And, and just bear with me because I will get to the point, but it's like, I was thinking about Bruce Lee would be considered a master of martial arts when he was 32 years old, he passed away. Well, let's just say like he had mastered the front kick, if you will. Once you get there, you attain mastery, you're either losing mastery or continuing to, to keep it or sustain it or grow it based on what happens to you. So if you imagine a 45-year-old Bruce Lee, he's not going to move like the 32-year-old Bruce Lee. Therefore, the execution of the front kick has to be different in order for him to still be a master. But if he executed it like he did when he was 32, but now he has arthritis of the knee, is not going to deliver the same result, which won't reflect mastery. So it's like, as we grow and as we change and as things change, we have to adapt and change to keep us on the trajectory that we are hoping for, which is living the best life, you know? So it's totally. like living our, our most fulfilled life. And it's, so it's like, we think when I was 18, and I was 132 pounds, and I looked like this, I was living my most fulfilled life. Well, fulfillment at 18 is a hell of a lot different than what feels fulfilling at 35. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I mean, that's that. like, you, I mean, can you could say that's so true right now. Like, can you adapt to what's going on with, you know, COVID-19 and the shelter in place? Like, if you don't have a good lifestyle, like this, this spirals people out. And there's a lot of people that are spiraling out. And it life is forever changing, like nothing ever stays the same. I mean, like you said, you're 18, and then you get married, and then you have a kid, and then you know, you have started business, and then you get a divorce, and then you do this. I mean, not everyone's life is like that. But life is always changing. So can you, you know, can you progress? Can you, can you sustain your life with the ebbs and flows of life? Like, I mean, really it shouldn't be any different. Um, obviously with certain goals that you may have, like, 
you know, maybe you're running a half marathon or you're going to do a CrossFit game or whatever, right? Like there's certain things where we have big goals that we're shooting for, but as far as just lifestyle, just like general health and feeling, looking your best, I mean, that needs to be pretty sustainable. It, It should not be like climbing a mountain and then going down the mountain kind of thing. Totally. And if you don't understand and learn like how to adjust and adapt when these things come along, that's where like this whole idea of yo-yo comes into effect. Cause it's like, Oh, I'm eating keto now. I lost 30 pounds and you know, and, and now we're on COVID-19 and because I can't go to the gym and I can't, and I can't shop here, I'm gaining weight back and I'm eating the same way I was eating. And I don't understand why I'm gaining weight back. I'm like, are you stressed at all? Well, a little bit, you know, and it's like, <laughs> I mean, so there's more, more to the thing. And you got to continually understand that, that everything has to be flexible. Like there is like, like I always say, like, uh, I think we're all searching in life. I think that's fair. You know, like that's the whole idea. We're all, we're all searching and pursuing. But when the search becomes like, the answer to my nutrition problems. What's the answer? Like, you know, as a coach, half the people come in and go, just tell me what to eat mm-hmm. and I'll go do that so my life can be good. And it's like, I wish I could. I wish I could mm-hmm. eat scallops. I don't like scallops. See, I can't tell you what to eat. You know, it's just like, it doesn't. <laughs> it's so funny you say that. Work. Cause like, we were just, Chris and I were just talking about this today. I was like, I really want to do like a training on you know, how eating every three to four hours can be beneficial. And he's like, well, you can't really teach someone that because that may not be beneficial for every person. That's just beneficial for you. Like it works for you. And it's like, again, even as a coach, it's like everyone's body is so different. Everyone's lifestyle, all of it, right? It, the only way you're going to find out what works for you is if you try it. <laughs> like you need to try it. So, I mean, the whole thing with keto, like you were saying, and I don't want to rag on any diet. I have my own opinions. But if you can't see yourself doing this for the rest of your life, it's not going to work. Like, I'll just be straight up. (laughs) I just, I think any, everything has to be adaptable and flow. And it's like giving it a name is dangerous in and of itself because then you get attached to I was supposed to eat this way. And then the doctor tells you, no, you're not supposed to eat that way. Let's just say, but you'd lost weight that way and you're holding tightly to it. And now you're fighting with the doctor, but like Dr. Lily says, yeah, you need some carbs in your life or you're literally going to go brain dead, you know? And it's like, you know, it's like, I I don't hold on to anything that tightly anymore because it it does all change now kind of shifting away from the deep stuff that you and I could rattle on about all day long. Forever. <laughs> I got a couple of random rapid fire questions. You know? okay. So it's basically a, a this or that or, or, a, or a quick uh, question for people to know you a little bit better. They're kind of silly, but I figured, you know, I knew we would get heavy. So I need to bring <laughs> some like, you know, lightness to it. So, um, and it was inspired by one of your Instagram stories a little bit yesterday. So, oh gosh, okay. Uh, rapid fire would be like, like the question is cars or trucks? Cars. Biking or running? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, neither. No, uh, probably biking. Hot weather or cold weather? Hot. Skiing or snowboarding? 
Snowboarding. Favorite color? Green. Favorite exercise? Uh, favorite artist to listen to when exercising or song? Wait, favorite exercise like, and artist? No, I, I kind of messed it up. So favorite <laughs> artist, like music artist to listen to when exercising or favorite song? Oh, that's hard. Genre. That's so hard. Um, probably like old school hip hop. Um, What's Dr. Dre. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, what uh, yeah, like that, like, I don't know, Dr. Dre, NWA. The things that you would never think I'd listen to. <laughs> A Trap right. Called Quest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the stuff you can groove to. Um, mm -hmm. I have philosophy on that. I'll come back to you that. Um, <laughs> you're stranded on an island and could only do one exercise for the rest of your life. What exercise would that be? Hmm. It would have to be like an exercise that works multiple. Probably deadlifts yeah fair enough if you were stuck with one piece of equipment barbell dumbbell kettlebell mace bell uh what piece of equipment would you choose do i have like a rep like do i have a like weights on like how how heavy are the weight like does it <laughs> i mean so so if, I, if you pick dumbbell you get one set if you pick barbell you're gonna get a barbell with like one one pair of plates you pick kettlebell obviously you can you get uh we'll give you a pair of kettlebells uh, what about cable column like a cable column is that an you, option you can have a cable column <laughs> it would either be a cable column with like the whole stack or a barbell all right fair enough i i struggle with that one right because i love unilateral training and as much mm -hmm. as i want to pick the barbell because of the nervous system stimulus that i could create with added load you know, yeah. versus one set of dumbbells, it's a, a little harder to do unilateral, like upper body with just one barbell. Yeah, you do lower true. body all day long, but like it would be a little bit harder to do. Like, like I'm not very like I couldn't overhead press single arm overhead press a barbell is really really hard versus the dumbbell just because of the way it's shaped. So I, I've kind of had those questions before. Um, I just always think they're funny. Now, here's another question that I like to ask people, and there's a couple parameters. And so, my question I like to ask people is, if you had unlimited access to funds, but like Cinderella, at the end of 72 hours, all the money goes away, anything you bought goes away, like you literally get to utilize these funds for 72 hours, and then it's done what would you do well, that's an intense question um well it would have to be i feel like it would have to be an experience because then at least i'd have that memory and that and that experience so oh gosh what would i do 72 hours uh wait and it all goes away after huh it all goes so away and you get like as soon as you basically the time starts and you have unlimited access to funds but at the end of 72 hours it's all gone you're right back to the beginning 
I think all right, you didn't prep me, so I'm, <laughs> I'm just going with this one. These are hard. Um, I think I would travel Europe. For th- I mean, geez, how would I? It has to be a jet to get me there super quick, so I wouldn't be wasting so much time. And I would just like totally, I would start in Spain, go to France, Germany, Italy, and I would just explore. And I probably would sleep as minimal as possible just because I'd want to experience it all. Um, and learn the culture and have all the food and yeah I think that would be super dope <laughs> who would be with you uh Chris and maybe Maddie yeah <laughs> that sounds so mean um Maddie would come because I'd have a nanny also <laughs> you, you know uh, so I'll get a little background I love that question because to me when I ask someone that question I learn I learn a lot about them um, I learn about like if you know time and money weren't an issue what things are interesting to you so like you know to me that says that you want to explore the world you want to see the world you want to learn about different cultures you want to meet new people you want to understand new foods like life experience matters and it's not a matter of being with a million people you just want to be with the one person that's closest to you in that 72 hours you know Um, and it doesn't say everything because like my answer is always the same it's always I grab like literally my, like my close family and my like five closest to 10 closest friends. We'd hop on a private jet. I'd go to most likely Greece and I would have this uh, beach like area hangout set up, but I'd also get a private yacht that would be in the water and you can, and your jet skis to go back and forth. And we would go back oh. and forth from like, playing games on the yacht and doing water sports to heading to the land and playing around on the beach and doing some like surfing and water. So I like hot, I like tropical, I like friends, I like water sports, I like messing around and playing and playing games. And I would just want everyone to have a lot of fun and then we'd fly back. So it's like, like what it says is like my, my close friends matter. I do want to travel, but more importantly, like playing games and, and just being athletic and having fun. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't sleep you know yeah awake and uh think it would be be fun you know uh, experience and it's not necessarily about the yacht it's more about being able to be in the water and having a a a place to play and then being on the beach so it's just interesting you get 72 hours and the reason i do that versus travel it's like every time you jump into a plane you're losing time so it's like i want to go hunker down and spend as much time with those people I'm, I'm I'm digging that. I think I'd stick. I'd probably stay in Spain then. Okay. If I had to, because like you're right, like I'd have to travel. That would take off more time, and I hate driving, and trains. So <laughs> I'd probably chill like on the coast of Spain and just like enjoy that. Oh, that'd be so nice. We're gonna do that. I can do okay, it. Gonna, we can do that. Like yeah. that really could all occur. It might not be a huge yacht for me. It might be a little catamaran, but uh, whatever. Know, who knows, you know? So, whatever. <laughs> um, you know, I want to be conscious of your time. I know Maddie is uh, sleeping back there and you got family to tend to. Is there anything that we didn't necessarily talk about today so far that you would like people to know about you? Uh, there's never enough time in one podcast to get everything that I ever want to get. But is there, you know, anything we didn't cover that you really would love people to know? Yeah, I mean, I think just to recap, I I just want 
I just want women to know that you can have like the body of your dreams. Like you can be so happy with yourself and love yourself unconditionally and still enjoy your life without sacrifice, without guilt, um, without, you know, not without avoiding food (laughs) or, uh, punishing yourself when you do eat the food or, um, feeling self-conscious when you walk into a room because you didn't work out the day before, like it is possible. And I'm a testament to that. My clients are testament to that. And I want to share that with as many women as I possibly can. Um, and what's great about that is (laughs) Chris and I are actually, um, about to launch our waiting list for our first, um, first ever 12 week program. It's called the healthy mama, healthy life method. And, um, it's going to be a, an intense, uh, 12 weeks where we literally dive into everything there is about you and, um, your background, your health and fitness, your mindset, and teach you the fundamentals of everything, coach you along the way, check-ins, uh, 24 seven support and a ton of knowledge, a ton of fun. Um, it's going to be really, really good. I'm, I'm super pumped. Like I, and we're like in the very beginning stages that we're about to launch it in a couple of weeks. And you'll, if you're following us on apex lifestyles on IG, um, or even myself, Kayla Halla, um, you will be seeing lots of it because it's about to be really good. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying not to get too excited on here because I'm like, no, be excited. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited for you guys. I mean, like I said, I've known you guys for about 10 years now. Um, I can't think of like two people that genuinely care about a person's whole health and well-being more than the, the two of you. I've totally related to that. Um, I've worked with lots of people and I think a lot of them are great, but it's like, you know, a lot of people specialize in a component of health and wellness. And I've really related to the two of you because I feel like we do take a, you know, a whole person approach to what, mm-hmm. what it is. And I think, uh, I know without a shadow of a doubt, this is going to be an amazing 12 week program and you'll be able to impact so many people in that in that 12 week period. I think it sounds like it's, you know, it's long enough to really get someone headed in the right direction and understanding, you know, the language that needs to support what we've talked about today. Cause it really is, uh, you know, it's, it's a new language. I think that's what we help facilitate like a new way of speaking to self and a new way of understanding, you know, this, this, over inundated industry that we have that's confusing you know so it's like let's make it less confusing and simplified um so i'll have everything in the show notes uh you know where to follow you on instagram where to follow apex lifestyles uh once it's launched uh, i'm I'm guessing they're gonna have a page to go to and kind of uh what would would be the process maybe put their name and email in and Um, yeah. So once we launch it, there will be an option to get on a discovery call. Um, that's just a 30 minute conversation with Chris or I, and just kind of explaining more about the program, seeing if you're a good fit. Um, this is not for everyone. So, um, kind of just sort of an interview process, but but also to see if this is something that you're interested in as well. And then, yeah, we kind of just go from there. I will have a um, PDF for people to, to, if they want to read something physical um, that I can send out also. So. 
Awesome. Awesome. Is there anything else? Uh, so we got this 12 week, you know, program going on. Is there anything else people should know, want to know? Um, I mean, if you just go on to our Instagram, we put, we, I mean, I post a lot. <laughs> um, Chris, Chris helps too, but um, I'm kind of the IG person, but uh, there's a ton of information on there. You can get on our mailing list. We have a 14 day free body weight program that you guys can um, just get, be a part of. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. If there's any questions that anyone has, just um, feel free to DM us on Apex Lifestyles on IG. Um, with Apex. any questions, and yeah. A-P-E-X, right? Yeah. Lifestyles. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. I will make sure all that's in the, the show notes. Um, Kayla, I really want to thank you for jumping on here and you know chatting with me today. Uh, like I said, we could probably talk all day long. There's a million things I'd love to ask you, but definitely want to you know, try to keep it to an hour um, when I'm doing these podcasts and I'm terrible about that. So, uh, <laughs> you know, just no. you know, why it's really easy no. to go on and on. Um, so it's definitely so to have you back later on, especially after, you know, the 12 week has, has launched and maybe you've gone through a cycle and, you know, there's, there's a little bit more to share and, and stuff like that. But uh, I'll definitely put everything in the show notes. I really appreciate your vast knowledge and guys like, you know, I'm not, I'm not kidding when I say like, definitely go and follow and listen to what Kayla and Chris have to say. I, I really, um, I just, I don't endorse a lot of people in the fitness industry that I feel have the, the, the heart that these two do for people. And, um, you know, I just, I'm just really, I'm just really, thrilled to have known you guys and continue to know you and continue to work on projects with you guys moving forward. And I just, I wish you guys the most like the continued success at the highest level and look forward to what's to come and what I get to, to watch. Cause it's been nothing but beautiful since day one. So thank you for coming. Thank you. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> You're so sweet, Matt. Like I, I'm not going to go back and forth because we probably could do that. We love each other. But um, yeah, Matt, thank you for having me on. Thank you for constantly being such a support to us. Um, I know that you and Chris are like brothers. You're really close and you both um, really depend on each other for guidance and support and just feedback. And I know that Chris definitely values you uh, 100%. And I mean, you guys are working on something too behind the scenes. Yeah. I'm not going to share, but um, yeah, you got, you're Matt, you're an incredible person. I really do appreciate everything that you share with us. And um, just the, just the amount of love is like, I, I don't, I don't, I just don't know anyone that has, is like that towards us in business, I would say. And, you know, personally, so I really appreciate you. Absolutely. Hey, thank you again for coming on and I look forward to our next one. All right. <laughs> See you soon. Bye. Bye.